at the time? Well, I mean, I guess the number one thing that was constantly put in your face is hell. That was kind of like the bottom, that was the bottom line of it was hell. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. And then it went well beyond that. You know, and, and things were just, uh, I think, I think in one of your podcasts, you guys talked about just the graphic detail of the cross study. Is Am I right? We we mentioned it. We, uh, yeah, Cousin Eddie was, was appalled by that. He goes, wait, what? It, right. Okay. I remembered that right. And, um, and hell was described in similar graphic detail, fear oriented ways. Guilt, um, you know, uh, meant to, to rise up guilt in you. Yes. And, but it was emphatically taught that the only way to go to heaven was to be approved of by the organization. And, um, this, this is a big, this is a big piece of me leaving actually. And I don't think I've talked about this before. Um, I had a hairdresser and she had a scripture on her, her, um, what do you call it? Her station. And it said, and I'm not good at quoting scriptures anymore. I used to be, but it was something to the effect of, you pro- might know this one. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting, and I'd sit there. Yeah, that's actually first Peter. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I was um, impressed for a second. <laughs> you could convince me. Um, so, and I, I'd read her, every time I go to get my hair done, I'd read that. And I'd think, The goalposts keep moving for me. Jesus is the same, but what's expected of me and what's approved of by my leaders for me changes constantly. And according to who, what group I'm in, who's leading me at the time, who's directly involved in my life. Why do the goalposts keep moving for me, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And so that's when I started to identify that I'm answering to people. I'm answering to people who are fallible. I'm answering to people who don't have all the answers. I, what, what, <laughs> what am I doing? And, and I, and then I started to reflect back at one point in time, we were the educational directors of the Los Angeles church, um, which was a role where we, who's, would, who's we, who's we, my husband and I, yeah. We served as the educational directors of the Los Angeles Church for a period of time. We would travel to every sector, um, you know, gr- smaller groups, and speak to them. And we were in charge of auditing their programs, their children's programs. So when you talk so, about education, you mean like the children's ministry, the children's right? like ministry. What we taught the kids, yeah, right. So okay. that entailed my husband and I were, you know, in our early twenties. We had a, a two young children. We'd never been parents before. We didn't know how to be parents. And here we were traveling all over the church, telling people how to 
run their children's ministries, how to raise their children. Mind you, we had people that we were in leadership over that had already raised their children. And it was insane. What yeah. what were we doing in that role? Yeah. And that was part of what got us fired from the Los Angeles church was us set, speaking up and saying, this isn't right. We don't know how to help these people with their children. We haven't parented our own. And that so that was just a piece of our unraveling. Just a um, piece. Yeah. Just a and piece. How did I get to Los Angeles? <laughs> I was at the hairdresser in Connecticut. No, nah, uh, man. It's all part of the story. It's all good. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got there. You nah. traveled. It's okay. The same way you went from Boston to Seattle. Like it's just yeah. that's just how it happens. It's okay. No worries. So we were talking about, you know, the fear and what what is it they were gonna do, but let, let me let me pivot off that and say or ask this. You said that there were different expectations. Yes. For the leaders and expectations for the followership. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, you know, I suspected that on some levels, but I didn't really know. Right? I didn't really investigate that. Can you elaborate on on these ex expectations between leaders and, and the followership or the differences? It's interesting. I've learned a lot from listening to your guests because I, I never lived I never lived outside of leadership. Okay. Ex except for, you know, maybe 6 months before we left the church. Mhm. Mm so um it's really hard to it's hard to identify. Um I mean, it sounds like you guys were able to form some relationships that weren't a hundred percent based on productivity. Well, you see our, our relationship and, and I'm talking like uh, Christina here and Dr. Melton and Liz and Elena from three B that, you know, the, the, uh, that everyone has met so far, people that I've known our friendship and friendship, other friendships that I had were very similar to your speakeasy Bible talks when you were uh, 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 a high school student. Right. <laughs> now, and, and I'm using that term loosely, not in the sense that we were indulging anything crazy, but we, 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 our biggest secret were we, we, we were just regular. Yeah. So, so we would hang out with each other and we didn't talk about quiet times. Yeah. We, we didn't, we didn't talk about sharing faith. We literally talked about coming to America. We talked about whatever the latest movie was. It's we, true. We talked about playing basketball, right? We talked about we talked about music. And so that was our speakeasy friendship, right? So yeah, so we got lucky. I feel like we I, I got lucky that I was able to 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 meet to meet people like that. So But I have that, to that's say com that's that, complex. Go ahead. Yeah, that wasn't the norm though. Just just so that I want to make sure it's not mischaracterized. Like our speakeasy was the escape from the other relationships, at least for, for me at NYU, um, yeah. that were based on productivity. So I did definitely have an element of, of where throughout the week, um, unless I was with other members of the speakeasy, we were talking about, <laughs> that's what we're just going to call it that for, for now, for now. 
<laughs> but we would have to, you know, it was like, okay, let's go study the Bible together. And how many people did you share with then all these different things that's always spoke about. But then, you know, with within with norm people that were part of the speakeasy that were within NYU and people who were in other, within other ministries, like like Aldo, we could just kind of like sneak off in our big, you know, <laughs> secret, if you will, yeah. was that we got to be like, whew, okay. Man, I saw these new shoes the other day. They were so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our like so but but we did still have those other the, the other pieces. Well, well, okay. So that that's complex then because we had a piece of that within the leadership where the leaders would get together and be n- normal people per se. However, those relationships were conditional upon position. Conditional upon position. What do you mean? So I lived with a family for five years, but after I got married, was switched to a different leadership. And so there really wasn't a relationship left with these people that I had lived with for five years. So when you say live with for five years, what are we talking about? Like, so these were these, this was a leadership couple, a leadership couple that I worked as their nanny. You worked there. Okay. And then you lived with them and, Uh and you had a relationship with them, obviously. Uh But are you suggesting that that relationship was contingent on that you were just their nanny? And when you moved on from that, there was no more relationship. I would say that. Okay. Understood. Because the loyalty to the organization was greater than the loyalty to the person. And so, I mean, you know, here I am, 10 10 bridesmaids, 10 groomsmen in my wedding, 600 people attended my wedding, knowing that leaving, leaving that leaving the church meant leaving those relationships. You had 600 people at your wedding and 10 bridesmaids. What are you, Princess Diana? Like, what is going on? This was this was a kingdom wedding, right? This was a kingdom wedding. This was a king. This was an affair. Yo, I so you, oh man, that is a really, really big one. As you were saying those numbers, I was picturing her, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I wish, you know, that's one thing I probably, I would do over. I'd have just my family probably and a couple friends. But I mean, we, he and I had moved around within the ministry. So we had connections, a lot of different places. And that's just what it looks like. No, but you're not the only one though. You know, that's not, you know, there were, there were plenty of these kingdom weddings, right? That, 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 you know, I went to one, right? I went to one, like, it was like, word, I'm gonna go, like, it was an event, yeah. You understand? It was, an, it was event. an event. It was like, oh shit, oh, yeah. word. Yo, I want to be there. And and it was like historical. Yeah. It was historical. That's uh-huh. what it was. So yep. man. Yep. Oh man. You know, it, it's it's I have to just recognize that, you know, as we tell you know, I have my questions, right? I have my set of questions. And 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 I try to set up the questions to so that the, the the audience can digest what it is that we're telling them because what we're saying is very complex, right? It is. But yes. but it's almost as if everything that we talk about bleeds into everything. Like it all meshes together, right? In one 
huge meatball, so to speak. It's 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 really, really, really interesting. Let's talk about marriage. Right? Let's talk about marriage. I I did not get married in the church. I got married outside of the church. So I don't know what life was like as a married person in it. And as I've conversed with people upon releasing this this podcast, people that are telling me these different stories and people that are have been married in the church, I was like, wait, what? Time out. Like, that's a totally, totally different dynamic than I ever experienced. And it gave me a, an appreciation or a respect for another part of the church that I had no idea about. In one of the messages you sent to me, um, you mentioned how you realized that you need you and your husband needed to be married to each other mm. without the interference from leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can that you ex- was... expound on that a little? Yeah, that was another piece of the onion peeling. Um, you know, leading up to our wedding, it, I was, you know. I was doing all the same things. I was leading to to the same degree. I, I, you know, on one level I was doing well. (laughs) And then I had this part of me that wanted to escape that no one knew about. And there was no room for it in my life, but it was, it was this piece of me. And so when I was, you know, deciding who I would date, Um, I remember seeing my husband as someone who loved God, who, who loved his faith more than he loved the organization. Um, he was a young convert and he had been gotten, uh, taken in by Kit McKean very, as a young Christian. Oh, he was raised up. He was raised up very quickly. We, we called him the flavor of the month. (laughs) What? uh, Look at you. Okay, look at you. Because uh, Kip would have I, some- I heard, you know, so... <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So if he was the flavor of the month and you liked him, I uh, guess you... I guess you had a fever for the flavor. That's what's going it, on here. <laughs> it wasn't immediate. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I knew of him long yeah. before I knew him. So, um, but I remember calling him the flavor of the month. And, oh, you know, we man. had the back of the bulletin that we'd pray over. And, oh, this is Kip's new guy, you know, that we're all praying for. And um, was put into leadership very, very shortly after getting baptized. He was a third-year law student, and um, so he was. He was. Five, he was sharp for the picking. He was sharp. He was a sharp guy. He was sharp. Let's um, go. Yes. So, how did we get there? Um, and no, then so they we, had they, they ahead, brought him over to lead a ministry with me, and so there was, you know, a, a setup, and that we resisted all of a month. Um, and, but, you know, I met him and immediately we had so much in common. We were both back from back East and we had mutual relationships and we just really connected on a deep level, deeper than I normally connected with people in the church. And so, um, there was, there was this piece of me, this part of me that thought if I'm ever going to leave, it would be with him. Hmm. Um, he, he questions Kip, he, 
He doesn't agree with everything. He doesn't do all the things that everybody's supposed to do. And, but yet he's super passionate for his faith. And um, at that point in time, I saw myself as a very weak person who could not do something on my own. Um, I, I felt uh, broken Mm -hmm. as a person um, in my confidence in myself. And so I saw him as a confident person that could help me do what I needed to do Yeah. when the time came. And that, and that is how it played out. I really um, left. I, I don't know how to say it. My tail between my legs. Like I did not speak up. I did not confront people. I did not. Um, I did speak to, um, I spoke to Gloria Baird and I spoke to Chris Fuquay. Those were the two leaders that I spoke to. I told them why I was doing what I was doing, but um, I really couldn't talk about it. I really couldn't confront it. And I just got away. I just, I, I knew that I could not have relationships with the people that I had been with for all these years. And so I just escaped into mm-hmm. my own world and I stayed there for I'd say a good 10 years and, and and 20 years before I could get to this point of talking out loud. So um, so I want to I want to go backwards though. I want to go backwards. So you 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 married this gentleman and what was that like? Cuz you mentioned that there was interference from leadership. What were they interfering with? Like the day-to-day uh logistics of your marriage? Like what are we talking about? So we didn't know each other. Hardly at all. When we got married, we 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 met and married in less than seven months. Oh wow! Wow! And then our time together was very limited. We were both leading, you know, we were leading Santa Monica College and then UCLA, and um, you know, our time was being, <laughs> as watched. I said before, being watched. Watched, watched and managed. Um, we yeah. had a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation. Um, I actually had mono when we got married and didn't know it. Um, so I was very sick the first few months. I was put on bed rest and not allowed to leave my house. Actually, the the leadership put me on bed rest for three months. Yeah. Um, so we were very ill prepared for marriage. Yeah. Um, you know, other than having these strong connections and commonalities, we didn't know each other. And how we functioned and who we were. Yeah. So, um, so that was very hard. And I, I remember, you know, being super emotional, feeling super, uh, super, I don't say that word normally. This is, I, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm not used to going back. Super <laughs> was one of my old words. Um, I just remember being a wreck. Uh, um, so going to my discipler talking about the challenges we were having and it blowing up in my face. I mean, it just, it didn't work. It didn't work to have someone in between us. We had to, we had to grow our marriage. We had to know each other. We had to fight it out together. Um, and, and times were hard and, and, you know, we've, we've, we felt like we're either, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna either fight. What would we say? We're in this together. Um, we gotta fight this together. I forget the words we use, but 
um, we just realized we're a team. We're, we're, we gotta, we gotta build something and it can't have other components to it. It can't have, you know, um, well, uh, people asking us how many times a week we have sex. I mean, that's just nobody's business. Yeah. Was it common for people to ask married couples really invasive questions yes. like that? Yes. Well, remember, Christina, she said there were no boundaries, right? Christy there said there, there were no boundaries. So I'm assuming in this in this scenario too, the the leaders because maybe the leaders saw it as, well, we brought you guys together. So you owe this to us. And yeah. Well, and 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 God put them in our lives and that superseded our relationship. So you guys together were already having a mini rebellion of sorts by we simply being a married couple together. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So so their their yes. marriage their marriage became a speakeasy. Watch out now. <laughs> yeah, yes. it did. Watch it out did. now. Watch it out did. Now. And that was my that was my salvation. That was <clears throat> how fortunate favorite. how fortunate for you. I'm very happy to hear that, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. You know, because there's a lot of these arranged marriages, quote unquote, yeah. that I hear about the church and you know, at some point they unravel and some that I know personally and but that's not the so I'm happy for you. I, I know that I mean I can see in your face, you know, as we're talking, like you have a lot of these mixed feelings about the stuff that we're discussing. But I'm I'm very happy that 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 worked out for you in in, in that regard. I think that's yeah. I think that's um, great. And it's and it has not been easy because everything that we you know everything we committed to we don't be, uh, you know most all of it we don't believe in anymore. And so that process of transition. It has been extremely painful, and we've been at different places with it at different times. Yeah, and so um, it's taken a lot of grace from both of us for each other, just to allow us to go through our process and to allow us to um, figure these things out and heal. And you know, when we left the church, we had three kids. Shortly after that, we had six. My husband was supporting financially. He didn't have the time to process a lot of his emotions. A lot of the stuff that he needed to process, he's he's processing now. Um, and so it's taken a lot of just grace for each other to to allow room for that process. And and I think that is the nature of, you know, if you expound that out, that's how we should be toward all people is just have the room for each other to be where we are today, but to make room for where we're going to be tomorrow and the next day and to be able to um, love each other and, and love the human, the humanness of us no matter where we're at at a given time. And and that's what that relationship has brought me. You mentioned that since leaving the church, and, and when I say you mentioned, these are things that you've mentioned to me. You've mentioned that since leaving the church, you have gone through stages of grieving. Mm. And um, and just like you said, you've, you've gone through ups and downs and have had a, my rate of, a myriad of emotions, uh, including fear, guilt, anger, et cetera. 
where are you in life with all of this now? Are you enjoying life? Are you finding peace? Have you forgiven yourself? Are you currently forgiving yourself? Where are we? Yeah, I, I have a lot of peace and a lot of joy now um, because it's not dependent upon my performance and it's not dependent upon other people's opinions of me. Um, and and I, I, one of the things I say to my clients, I'm like, you've got to be able to look in the mirror and you've got to be able to sleep at night. And I can do both those things now. And there was a time where I couldn't, you know, um, my, 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 my faith is stronger than it's ever been, but it doesn't look like anything I ever imagined it to look like. Um, my faith is in a God that is bigger than all of this crap all the minutiae, all that, you know, that's bigger than that. And that loves all people for who they are and where they are. And, um, it just allows me to, um, to find joy in the little things yeah. and, um, in this, the connections. I mean, I just have so much joy being here tonight with the two of you and just seeing your faces and, and knowing what you've been through and that you've made it to this place, it's just it just brings me a lot of joy. Um, let, let, let me ask I, you and this: it's a gift. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You mentioned um, earlier in the conversation. Um, was it was it twenty three years old? You you were you had these thoughts of running away mm-hmm. from from the church. Let's imagine. Let's imagine that twenty three year old you was to somehow have a vision of you today, <laughs> right? She sees you right now. You think she'd be happy? She'd be happy. Yeah. She would have never believed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm more the person I wanted to be when I was seven years old. Yeah. You wow. know, in the backyard, on the swing, seeing seeing the butterflies, seeing the, you know, nature, seeing beauty. Yeah. And, and, and I lost that. I lost that childlike um, joy and, and it was sucked into a vacuum. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, at 23, I couldn't have imagined being where I am right now. Not in a million years. Next time on The Reclamation. Nonetheless, we have two guests with us today, and they're both current members of the ICOC. And they wanted to, to, to come on and, and share their thoughts and, uh, and be part of the Reclamation podcast. The people are people. So they're going to be doing what people do regardless. It was actually one of the best spiritual times in my life. <laughs> 